Hey guys, welcome to a new episode of TGIF 13. Episode 13. We've got a special treat in store. Why? Well, I hope it's a treat. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> this is our oh shit sticks. Oh no. <laughs> we have some technical difficulties Alrighty. to begin with here. All right. Alrighty, well, I'd like to say happy first anniversary, Vince. There you go. Set of coffee mugs. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't champagne. That's coffee mugs because uh, we've had a very busy season, very busy fall, and we finally got together after a, how long hiatus? Three, three yeah, months. I think it was our last recording was prom night in uh, early September or last week of August, I think, mm-hmm. uh, right before the Blu-ray release of Prom Night, which uh, um, is now the I guess the best copy of Prom Night out on the market. So we've heard. So we've heard. Uh, I have to still get a copy of that. So what we've decided to do for our year anniversary is revisit Friday the 13th. That's Psycho. This is the 1980 edition. I was trying to do the sound, you know, the the opening sequence music. We we got it. We got it. Uh, This is the 1980 edition, of course. 1980 edition. This is the 1980 original movie edition. Unrated. Finally, we're going to watch. Yeah. This time we know we've got the uncut version and we're going to begin it now. You know what, though? I'm really excited to be doing this because, uh, you know, it just it brings us back to the original. And I've always enjoyed this film because of what it created and whatnot. The camera just panned from the full moon onto the uh, Jaws cameras. Yeah. The Jaws sequence, which I gave you a hard time for last year. But yes, it is reminiscent of the opening of Jaws. Jaws. So Crystal Lake, we're in 1958, which we find out later, a young boy named Jason drowned. That's correct. In 1957. And I made an error, I made a joke, and it was actually wrong uh, in our original podcast saying that the water went bad the year before. The water went bad years later. There was a bunch of fires and the water went bad. It kept the camp from opening for quite a few years until about 1980. It was decided that they are going to try to reopen it again. Exactly. The setup is pretty significant because we are already establishing that the killer is first person. And that's going to be your angle for the entire movie. Yeah, it's, it's mostly POV shots yeah. from the killer point of view. Well, thanks to, again, its influence, Halloween, which was in turn influenced by Black Christmas and Psycho. That's right. Black Christmas. Should also mention that we're now using a better microphone. We've been using this microphone, my Apogee mic, since episode seven. Yeah. Okay, so this this uh, the young couple that's supposed to, to go away and have sex, Claudette, and um, I always forget his name. Uh, it was actually the uh, a stagehand. So the first person ever to be killed by anyone in a Friday, thir- se- Friday the Thirteenth series is not even a real actor, which I thought was kind of kind of cool. Are they? Hmm? Are there any actors? <laughs> Well, remember that's, other than the ba- the big bacon, but isn't that the reason that uh, they went and found kids from New York theater was trying to make it more substantial with acting? I, I'm I was trying to be a smart ass as usual. Well, well, these uh, two start uh, getting down with it. Uh, I just want to mention that uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, we've made a, a Friday the Thirteenth 2015 teaser trailer. You can check that out on YouTube. Literally just search like uh, Luciani Vision on YouTube or Friday the 13th 2015 teaser. It should pop up. And then we uh, we just made a Halloween movie 
I did our annual family Halloween movie, and Vince Franco stars in it this year. <laughs> and it's called One Halloween Night, 2014, The Return of the Shadow Man. And you can also find that on YouTube. Check it out. Let us know what you think. Check uh, us out on Twitter. <laughs> Check us out on iTunes. Check us out on Stitcher. Check us out on Pocket Cast. We're all over the place. Apparently, we're going to have bobbleheads and t-shirts soon, too. Yeah. <laughs> Vince is just bobblehead. Oh, now, okay. So now we've got the unknown assailant walking up the stairs towards our sex-starved teenagers who are, at this point, fully clothed. Yeah, that's true. It's pretty PG at this point. Actually, you don't see any titter bush until later. They're just about to take shirts off, but they didn't uh, they didn't get any further than that. And now they're all, like, shy and, uh... Oh. So he dies. I think it was supposed to be much more grisly, but they decided to, uh... Well... Not overdo it. Yeah, the for the, the guy was always the same way. Just falls down with a bunch of blood on him as he got stabbed. The girl, there's actually footage of her getting, like, a knife to the neck. But they say that, that actually, they denied that. They didn't like it. I don't think it, they just, it just looked for, phony. It was for promotional material only. Oh. Yeah. It wasn't actually filmed. And you love the still. Love this. <laughs> love the fade to white. And now we have the infamous Friday mysterious 15th. glass. <laughs> yeah, my TV. There it goes again. <laughs> Always breaks. Maybe they knew this would be one day on television all the time. And that's why they did it. Well, I guess maybe these filmmakers kind of know that there might be a market on TV. Of course they knew it was going to be on TV and video after. <laughs> and on Channel 57. And great, again, sorry, Virginia Field, the art director. I normally fast forward these credits. I, I've, I've said it before. Call it blasphemy. The music's great. Iconic. But has it been fast forward? It has, right? Uh, we didn't see the, the actors' names. Oh, because they were all new. So they didn't put any actors' names. They just put all the... It's mostly the... Uh, I music, the I editor. Thought, oh, I'm thinking of part two's opening yeah. where they do all the names. Yeah. This oh, one, okay. This one, you didn't get any names, really. Okay. You just go right into like the people that made the movie. Okay. Written by I Victor Miller. You learn something new every day, and I've watched this film about a hundred times. Interesting. Victor Miller, but there's, there's rumors that there are definitely rewrites. Now we're at Friday, June 13th. The present. Even though there's leaves all over the ground and it looks like fall, that's okay. Yeah, this, the, is, this is the atmosphere that Halloween wanted, but uh, they had to throw leaves on the ground. That's again. <laughs> true. But now we have a green leafy. That could have been a shot that was filmed later. Then once again, I absolutely love seeing this, seeing a little bit of this town. Um, it just, I, it just adds something else that the other movies kind of lack. You're right. This, the you said that if you were ever going to remake this movie, you'd like this town to be. You got to show the town at the beginning. It's really great. This old gas station with the, uh, you know, scraps the dog here. Scraps. <laughs> he kind of looks scraps. And Annie, we Annie, the hot Annie, with Annie who never ever makes it to Crystal Lake. Yeah, poor Annie. Oh, right away, do we start thinking she just knows the dog had a penis, and she corrects herself. Do you think it's? <laughs> where we're like, okay, this movie is going to be about girls who want penises or notice penises. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Christian shuts up when I bring up penises. Go figure. <laughs> I just think it's a wacky thing to bring up. I think this. Well, movie, I don't think so. I think this movie is going to be about penises. The knife is a phallic symbol Sim- of, uh, of the penis entering the vagina. And when it comes out of Kevin Bacon's throat, he's getting deep throated. I'm telling you. And the, the blood thing. and the blood's actually a facial. 
Yes, and that's oh. why it's blown by Tom Savini. Here we are back in the uh, in the little diner sequence. Love this diner. The diner that is a convenience store. Too. We got the <laughs> truck driver. Can you take me to Camp Blood? Why does everybody look so shocked that they're opening up the camp? They must have known Steve Christie was trying to open this camp up. I know. They're all shocked that uh, Andy's going up to Camp Crystal Lake to open it up. And no one seems to know that they're opening it up again. That's you're Once right. again. Once again. And I'm not going to... I will mention... Okay, spoiler alert. Betsy Palmer should have been in this damn... Opening? Yeah. Just in here. But she only worked for 10 days on the film. I know, I know. At this point, they probably didn't even have her hired. But they they just needed to reshoot the scene and add her in the diner. Either as a cook or as a patron. Or someone in the background. And there's Walt Gorney. Crazy Ralph. You know what? Once now that again, you mention it, I could have we could they could have put her in a table in the back reading the paper and kind of just glazed. Yeah, over and, then, her. and then maybe then like they're opening Camp Blood again, and then she pulls down the paper to look up like she's just shocked. Mm-hmm. But boy, that would have been a real exactly. big uh, reveal. There the it end. is in the remake. So don't, that's what we're gonna do in our remake. <laughs> well, and they are remaking it. Uh, uh, they're gonna be the second who knows? reboot. Who knows what that's happening? It's supposed to come out a year from now, but I don't. I haven't heard shit about it. So Crazy yeah. Ralph is taking off on his bike. Skull. <laughs> Waterloo Road. I just, I'm just i noticing things on the truck I never noticed before. So we're going to fill some of these gaps in here by just uh, bringing up the speed. Um, just so you know, I was uh, I, I was telling Vince's earlier, We uh, I was there's another site out there that has TGIF 13, and they had .com. It used to actually bring you to a, a page. And now it doesn't even go to that page. It just goes to their Facebook page. Because we were going to go daddy it. And their Facebook page uh, is actually like TGIF 13. Ours is written out as, thank God it's Friday the 13th, because they already had that one. So that's the difference. They've got quite a few likes. But So I went to their page back in April. They hadn't done any, or back in like March, they hadn't done anything mm-hmm. to that page. So I put a link to our, our, our Facebook site and our podcast and whatnot. All of a sudden, they come back. All of a sudden, they, they come back with all these different posts. They take they they delete our post from there. He even messages me personally and says that please feel free to contribute to the site, but do not post links to your website as we had this name since two thousand and eight. We've created this, that, and the other thing, and we don't want to be associated with your podcast. Well, go fuck yourself. That's what I, I hate episode. him. Yeah, I hate him. <laughs> I don't, normally, I wouldn't start a war. But that's absolutely ridiculous. And now since then, they haven't they posted for like a month and a half, two months, and then nothing again. They have not they don't keep it up. They don't do anything with it. The second we put a video promoting our podcast, suddenly they had a video which almost looks like a carbon copy of ours. <gasps> Holy shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'll show it to you after. So I'm boycotting them. I mean, you do we what you want. We tried to be friends. We yeah, tried to be nice. We tried to be nice. I thought, hey, you don't have a podcast component. We could be friends. Okay, so I we use a little foul language here and there. No. Oh, oh. You know, we've gotten a bit better. Not every second word is fuck or shit. Every, <laughs> every fourth or fifth word, maybe. No, it's... So, but anyway, again, I mean, no disrespect. I do mean a little disrespect. I, I was a little hurt. Now it's sex and poop. All right. So anyway, I mentioned way back when, and I'll clarify it just because I... Sometimes we're drinking a lot when we're doing these podcasts, and... I first saw this at We're Grandma's. We're quite sober tonight, by the way. I know. You said you think you saw it 
Perry Sun, no, your experience was that your camp friends with the Perry, Perry Sunset. Sunset, yeah. But okay, so I saw this at Grandma's on TV as by myself while everybody was chatting in the kitchen, and Having I thought it was sex. I thought it was a Disney movie. <laughs> I honestly did, and my dad came in and he's like, "It looked like the greedy oh, Disney it could, movie." It could be I told like you that. Return to Witch Mountain, or kind something of like yeah, that. Yeah. So then all of a sudden, Kevin Bacon gets it, and they didn't really cut it. I don't remember them editing no, it for TV. No, not back then. And it was uh, probably City TV, and they didn't edit it. And At least I was, kids back I remember too. I just freaked out, hit, hit the power button and was freaked out from it. And I would occasionally see like trailers for the other ones and whatnot, but it wasn't until about four years later that I actually watched or five years later, I guess that I actually watched, uh, the new beginning all the way through. And then that's what started getting me watching all of the Friday the 13th. Okay. I watched all the way through the first Okay. Time. Let's look for the third oh, hand here. Let's, let's, yeah. This is the scene that I thought that they're having a threesome or that she's jerking them off. Or whatever like that. And Vince is like, there's a third hand. Look. They're fucking in the car. They are not. <laughs> there's a banjo. Look, look. She's giving a massage. She's Where's her other hand? She's giving a massage. Oh, it's yep. right there. Yeah, both hands were there. Whoa, yeah. wishful thinking. Yeah, okay. It was a simple massage. I like my theory that it was a hand job. But I just <laughs> thought that would be weird with Ned driving the car. <laughs> exactly. Oh, this, this is becoming Oh, uh, the infamous... Welcome to Camp Crystal Lake sign established 1935. And they have a totem pole too. Yeah. Because it's actually Camp oh, there's Nobi Soko. Nobi Soko. Nobi Soko? Steve Christie. Nobi AKA, Who looks exactly like my dad back in like the 70s. That's when I said I kind of found your dad attractive. <laughs> <laughs> but they named him Steve Christie after Steve Miner. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's uh, the reason they picked the name Steve. My friend Steve Miner. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing against him. It just feels like he, he contributed to the book, like I said. I just wish he would contribute more to the documentaries. And uh, There's a whole fan base out there, and he's got to start here, so why not talk about it? And then we see Alice for the first time, which we all know is the final girl, who originally auditioned for her part. I mentioned this earlier to Christian. I Sally Fields. Sally Fields, not Fields. Oh, Fields. Like Mrs. Fields cookies. Oh. Sally Fields. Just she's single. The she's, flying nun. You I like know? to plural, pluralize her. <laughs> you really like me. This campsite is pretty derelict, but it's good. It fits the movie. I love it. I love it. And, and they stayed. Uh, the, and, and because of this, there's tons of killer in the woods movies that followed. So not just the Bernie, not the Sleepaway Camp that we already did. Right. But th this is a, a an untapped sort of... They don't really go into much detail about this. They just tease this, that they they had a failed relationship. Yeah, they don't go into detail at all. And that she's about to leave and maybe not help him open the camp. But yeah. then he asks her to kind of the stage just to see, to make sure it works out. Maybe they can work things out. You know what, though? This creates a bit of depth in character, if you think about it. Yeah, so, like, I mean, there are critics Which, that say they're cardboard characters, that there was no depth. But this does to, add a little bit of level. The, the, the movies that came after this in the mid-'80s had zero yeah. character And depth. that bandana, I mean, that adds a lot of depth <laughs> to it. Like, he's got it wearing the bandana around his neck. And his erect nipples. And his erect... Uh, yeah, how can you miss those? <laughs> the budget for this movie was supposedly at around 550000 uh, And then when Paramount picked it up, they put about an additional five hundred thousand into marketing, so almost the same amount into for the budget into marketing. You, and then when it started performing well, they put another five hundred thousand dollars. Do you think though, because they they wooed Betsy Palmer into it, and she was an actual big name back then, that it, they thought, you know what, we can put some more marketing dollars into this? I think they saw what they had, and they knew they were going to get the yeah. teenage audience. I think that's what they thought. I think they just knew it was going to be a hit. Billed, with kids. She's billed in one of the in the top billing. 
but she's only on for 13 minutes. Yeah. Ironically, 13, 13 minutes. minutes. Let's get him. Anyway, the worldwide gross was over 59.7 million. This is where Steve gets creepy, though. He just sort of brushed her. Like, that was the creepy brush. Yeah. It was a, it <laughs> he he creepy. ran his head through his hair. And it was just really creepy. A little POV cam here. Again, the POV cam that, like, if this was really in real life, you'd be like, you couldn't miss that person. Right. Behind the tree, watching you run. Oh, there's uh, Harry Crosby, who is not Bing Crosby's nephew, but actually Bing Crosby's son, wearing the infamous white pants, red suspenders outfit. Yeah, I yeah, I don't see the big Bing Crosby. Did Bing Crosby adopt his kids? Uh, I don't know. No, he's the he's the the, the beater. The he, beater. He beat his kids. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, you know how Joan Crawford beat her like No Wire Hangers, Mummy Dearest. Bing Crosby was the other crazy parent of the years. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay, so what did you know? So Steve Christie's about to take off. So we got to introduce him. He's already out the door. He's oh, going to go get that the, pie at the diner. It's the, yeah, I got to get some pie. <laughs> so, any foreshadows that it's going to be a big storm coming? Uh, he takes off. And supposedly, so this Jeep is the same Jeep that Mrs. Voorhees drives. Just the, It's all convertibilized, so it's like the soft top's down and whatnot. Right. And I guess Betsy Palmer has the hard top with the soft top up after. So they released this in 1,100 theaters, and it made only five, well, not only, it made $5.8 million opening weekend. So they knew they had a hit. And it went on to get fifty nine point seven million. Yep, he's eight horrid Hollywood parents. Bing Crosby. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So Brenda's now getting the archery range fixed up. I don't know. Oh, this is the big scene where she almost got hit by uh, the arrow that Tom Savini shot. Look. Ooh. So Can you Tom imagine? Savini actually yeah. fired that arrow, even though they cut to Ned, who's Ned's the actual character that it's supposed to have come from. So Gene Siskel called Cunningham, the director, Sean Cunningham, obviously. One of the most despicable creatures to ever infest the movie business. <laughs> man, man, times have changed. Oh my gosh, have they? <laughs> it's, it's such an innocent movie. It's really such an innocent movie. I guess maybe back in the day they didn't think it was so oh, innocent. Oh, back in the day it was not considered innocent. It's considered pretty cutting edge for a horror. I guess they're thinking, again, they kind of likened this to pornography, saying that the kill scenes were really the sex scenes. And so that's why you had to jerk off and come before they got killed. <laughs> yeah, that was my infamous. Like you got to infamous. Yeah. It's becoming infamous. <laughs> Everyone knows about it. Yeah. So this is just the same Jeep, but but it's got its top up. Yeah. So Steve Christie left with the top down. So I guess you're supposed to think that maybe it's him. He's the killer. Exactly. And um, the killer is played by a man until Betsy comes in. Yeah, well, that's it. It was various crew members. Yeah. I think they all took a little, little stab at it. <laughs> <laughs> I do like this scene and the, the stunt. <laughs> Her jumping out of the Jeep. That's pretty funny. Uh, you always try to see the driver. I'm wondering if uh, no, you just can't do it. Yeah. Even in this clear version, you, you can't. can't make out the killer's face at all. So they missed the cutoff at Camp Crystal Lake, and now Andy's getting a little weary. And new music starts coming in. I always like this talking to the camera. Yeah. So we're the killer right now. Yes. So put the audience in the shoes of the killer, which I always thought was great, too. Which is probably why Gene Sisko was all up in arms about it. He goes, I don't want to be a killer! <laughs> <laughs> and then here's the big jump out. Like, she should be dead. Yeah. Big stunt. Oh, <laughs> her head would be popped off. Yeah. <laughs> but then it would be a very boring chase scene. Yeah. Oh, oh treats. My daughter just brought us treats. Good night. 
Good night. Oh, Kit Kat's Ooh, a mater. And legs. <laughs> I got the best kids in the world. And oh, wife. Let's not, <laughs> and wife, yeah. Let's not forget. Oh, let's not forget noises. Okay. Okay, sorry. We're going back to the movie. <laughs> Annie can't run because she's got a mysterious sprained ankle. From diving onto her head. <laughs> My favorite but part. There's the one shot of the killer's feet. I'm enjoying this bright color, let me tell you. Yeah. Well, everything just looks a little, pops a little bit more so here. Is this or, the first time you've watched it on this, uh, like the Blu-ray version? No, I've watched oh. it before. And that, I, again, I didn't realize when we were working off, for whatever reason, I thought the DVD version I had was uncut last year, but it was not, as we saw. So we watched the original. Let's, but let's put it into perspective, too. Whoa. Th this uncut is today's, you know. TV. TV, <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, if you put it in perspective. Now we watched the original R-rated version last year. Here it goes. So the difference here is there's a slit. The slit opens up, and there's an additional three, oh, three four bit, seconds of yeah. three seconds. Then the fade to white. That's right. So they faded to white. They, you just saw it open in blood and it fade to white in the R-rated. It's a, it's a little longer here. She falls out of frame. Funny enough, if I do have to say something about it, and it's not, nothing wrong with her acting because she had to work around the makeup effect. Uh, but it's a little bit more stilted. Yeah, I because she has to kind of act in and fall out of frame, and it it works. But there's nothing really wrong with the R-rated version, to exactly. be totally honest. Exactly. And now the campers are goofing around. He's got some back bush and, coming and out the top of his. They're all wearing speedos. Shirt. They're all wearing speedos. They're all doing things like this, and they're talking. And Brenda seems to see a figure in the distance. Which, how would she see this? But that's fine. Yeah, you can't tell. Maybe she'd seen the glistening of the ring or something like that, or I don't know. Oh, that's. Good point. Good point. Maybe that's what it was. And Marcy looks really hot there. Actually, everybody looks better. Yeah, there's no way. Now, is there anybody in there that shot? No, I can't see anybody in the distance. But they're goofing around, which would upset the killer, a.k.a. Mrs. Voorhees, even more so because... Her psychosis. Her son died mm -hmm. at the mercy of incompetent camp counselors. Here's the so, famous dick shot. Well, we think. We don't know if this is actually a boner. If it's Yeah, yeah it's a boner. Something. Or something's wrong. <laughs> something's wrong with something's that penis. Wrong. It's a hook penis. Something, yeah. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Kevin Bacon does the worst scissor dive in the water ever. And who are they trying to get? Oh, they bring out the canoes. They bring out the life, not the life preserver. Oh, what yeah, is this, this is my favorite. Device? <laughs> when she throws it two feet. It's not even, it's like a foot off the dock. <laughs> this is great, though. <laughs> <laughs> throws that life thing, right? And she just takes it out. That was it. But... I said it before. I'll say it again. The kids are likable. They're trying to help the friend. Yeah, they're not mean. You know, they're joking around. They're joking around like regular kids would joke around. But now something serious has happened. They're trying to help the guy. You know what? Good point, Christian. There's no bully in this. No. You don't have the token prick. Yeah. There's no one you hate. You're right. Yeah. There's no jokester, but he's innocent. Yeah. But there's no bully. There's no victim. There's none of that well, stuff. Well, they started making the jokester someone like you'd almost hate. Like Shelly, part three. Everybody. Yeah, like, come Shelley. on. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the that, movie should have been called. That was going to go Friday the 13th, part, part three. three. Everybody, Everybody hates Shelly. <laughs> the black snake. I don't know. I don't like any snakes. <laughs> now, what is he clearing out here? Bill is just whacking at a couple of random bushes that He's are not, not making a trail or anything. Blocking anything. No, it's true. 
So we know that there's uh, a snake over there. Oh, there's the machete to be used well, later on. Yeah. I also think it's setting him up because you're right. They do give him that that little look. Mm-hmm. Gives that little look after he kills the snake. Yeah, that you're like kind of wondering what's going on there. Well, they're having a little pillow fight first. <laughs> I know. I love how pillow fights instantly shoot out feathers <laughs> all over the place. Now, uh, either that's got a real sharp claw on. I love that line. <laughs> they're all corny but funny jokes at the same time. And he holds up that machete. Yeah, you're right. Kind of like a red herring esque type thing. Yes. Again, unfortunately, they go nowhere with it because no. he's with them all in the. Shit starts hitting the fan. And we already know he was at the camp when the first girl got killed. So, again, we're at the cop scene, which I think is absolutely hilarious. But supposedly it was an additional scene. What was the reason for this again? The reasoning why? I'm not entirely sure. They wanted to add... The most offensive thing right now, too, to Native Americans. Yeah, they just wanted to have like the, a, little, a little racial overtone scene. To... I don't know what's worse, Kevin Bacon's hair or that headdress. <laughs> No, but I don't know what, why they would need to add this scene, so I don't necessarily buy it. Supposedly, Victor Miller wanted to make sure that there was no cops. The kids were isolated, so there was no police, no adults. They're at this camp by themselves. And then, I guess, reading a book, watching the documentary, the rumor is that uh, the screenwriter for Part 2 added this scene in with the cop, and supposedly added the scene with... Uh, Jason at the end. So they added this scene, but the it's still clearly yeah. summer. It doesn't seem like it was filmed yeah. at a different time, so that's why I don't necessarily buy that. Victor Miller is the one that said he didn't want, he didn't have any scenes with the cop or anything. Do you think it had he something hated to do with, scene. with censors saying that we need some sort of an authority in there? No, no, they wouldn't. That didn't matter. But this doesn't look like it was filmed in reshoots. No. It actually looks like it was part of the original production. Yeah. We ain't going to stand for the weirdos out here. It looks like... Uh, yeah, chips. TV show from back in the day for all you young folks out there. He said he didn't know how to ride this thing at all. He had a lot of trouble riding that motorcycle. Yeah, it, look, it looks terrible right okay, now. But this is the best Crystal Lake. There's a shot of Crystal Lake right there at the camp. Like, it's just all the camp cabins you see there. Like, And then the infamous kitchen, because this becomes a big, you know, safe haven slash... Death zone? Death zone, yeah. <laughs> I just love this little surprise she finds in the, in the pantry. I know. Oh. <laughs> You old crazy wealth in the pantry. <laughs> this was... I remember when I was a kid going, this ain't no Disney movie at this point. This is when I studied like, the music and your old doom. This place is cursed. I'm like, I'm getting a little scared. Disney. You actually thought... Well, you were six. No, no, no. no I would have been... If it's on TV, it was already out a year later. Yeah, it would have been about seven or eight. Yeah. Mm. I said... I thought I said that, but no, I guess... If it was came out in 1980, it probably came on TV in 81, 82, right? Yes. Yeah, so about eight. This is before, like, VCRs were just coming out. Yeah. More mainstream, you're right. Like. Yeah. So, so you were still waiting for these movies to come out on TV first. It always get one star. <laughs> yeah, one star. <laughs> because they, those were always national critics that didn't know what the hell they were talking about, really. Uh, they, you know, they're no different than most of the people on the internet nowadays, to be honest. Anybody's a critic. Like, everybody oh, can get their fucking... Don't get me started on people that hide behind their... Social media. Ugh. Or hate a movie because it's popular or hate yeah. a movie because Michael Bay directed it, which is fine. <laughs> again, I, I'm going to reflect again on how much I love this Crystal Lake set or, or, or location. Yeah. It's just, I don't know why they had to ruin it later on, but. Oh, no, it's just, it's just great. It's just perfect. Everything sets the tone. Yeah. The direction, very simple direction, very straightforward. 
Nothing flashy. No. The sets, the old cabins, the log cabins, the uh, the camp setting, the forest, everything about it. The high waisted jeans. Even even <laughs> the, well even the lighting and the uh, the graininess of it all. Yeah. Like that we've we've said it before. That's that that brings that nostalgic factor out. And the reason why I think this has such a repeat value, like repeat watching value. Now, don't get me wrong. We love this. Yeah. There are people out there that can't stand this and probably couldn't even get through this one time. No. My dad probably being one of them. He wouldn't even probably watch this movie uh, when he was when he was alive. The reality is that uh, my dad would say, "Spare me." Yeah, and like he he was not into. It. He's like, "This is bull. This is bush, bush." You know, bush it. This is bush. This is bush. And then, uh, but I. I love it. It holds up to repeated viewings for me. Like I say, I, I, I've watched Halloween as probably as many times, but I still think that from a guilty pleasure standpoint, this is my preferred yeah. uh, scary film. Mm-hmm. And Halloween, that series died off a lot faster than Friday the 13th. Again, depending on how you want to argue it. I like Halloween 1, 2, and 4. Yes. Those are the ones I actually like. Three is fun for shits and giggles. It has nothing to do with Michael Myers. It's a terrible movie, though. Five is kind of wacky. Six, the one we saw in the theater. Yeah. That was odd Curse. with the whole thorn uh, plot. I know you end. don't like it, but I like H2O. H2O, I'm not a big fan of it all. At least it tried to bring back like Jamie Lee Curtis or whatever like that. Resurrection's absolutely asinine. And then uh, Rob Zombies. I like part one. Yeah, I, I it grew on me. Part two is still... I have to see it again, I think. Very, very weak. <laughs> oh, that brings me to our uh, discussion why we didn't do a Halloween podcast. We were going to, we planned it, but we actually made our movie instead, or the one that Christian came up with. When Halloween which I was 2014. The star. And then uh, we decided to put off Halloween for another year because it, it, we were just too busy. Damn it. We were just too busy. And I, I should respond because we had a couple of inquiries on Facebook on our Facebook page. And I've been I've been really super busy. I haven't been able to even respond. I'm not trying to ignore you. Uh, maybe we're going to talk about having guests stars uh we haven't done any skype guests ever uh I, it's something i'm a little weary of because i like the sound quality now that we've got this microphone live he likes to touch me <laughs> but i'm not ag- i'm not against it i'm not against it so we'll talk we'll be in contact uh and we'll see what happens uh next year but thank you so much for that sort of enthusiasm we really appreciate it Ned just saw marcy and uh kevin bacon uh making out and got so a boner. He, he walked off and then sort of saw a figure walking into a cabin. So he went, hello? He saw a finger do... or figure? Oh, <laughs> I thought he saw a finger walking. Yeah. He's like, maybe I could sit on that. Yeah. <laughs> so the yellow page, his fingers. But ultimately he got killed. Yeah, but we never see it. We just see him on the top of the bunk after. Yeah. And then the fake, the fake lightning. Yeah. The old floodlight in the face gag. This is probably the... Only time in the whole film where I think they missed a beat. It reminds me of the burnings day for night. Well, again, the low budget. They had a low budget here. The burning had a much higher budget in comparison. And, and they that up big yeah. time. This originally was called Long Night at Camp Blood. Yeah. So it was all supposed to take place. There's something to be said about these movies that take place over the course of one, one night. night. Yeah, I agree. I love this acting that Marcy does. <laughs> it's so... Reciting her dream? Yeah, it's so dramatic. Kevin Bacon's like going, shut up. <laughs> I'm going to touch your tit later. Exactly. That's all he's thinking about. That's all he's thinking about. He's going to get he's gonna get on screen lucky. He's going to be like, you know what? I'm going to munch down on some of those tit tots. 
Like little ice cream cones. <laughs> what? Yeah, so they've obviously, they filmed that when there was a real storm. This shot of the lake and the trees. That's established. Oh, I always think they show the rain hitting the damn light thing, but that's in part two. And I always think that. Yeah, this you're is right. Good. This is good. These are good shots showing the storm build. So they, 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 they did the teaser with the lightning, and they probably needed a little bit more of a blue tint, and it just went... See, this lightning looks better. You know what? I wonder if, I wonder if uh, when the got, crew stayed at the actual camp during the non-filming times, if the weather acted up, they probably ran out there and filmed something. Yeah. yeah. He said, go get, the, go get the, the footage of it. Now, would Ned be in here already? Oh, Ned's dead, man. Yeah, but he would he be in the cabin. He would be there already. Yeah, he'd be there already. So, like, Marcy, look at where they're standing there. Yeah. So, dead Ned is right there. There's no way they can't see him. Oh, you're absolutely right. There's absolutely no way, but that's okay. Kevin because... Bacon's really looking at him right now. Yeah, exactly. But that doesn't matter because it's a movie. We know that. That's funny. I never even put that together yeah. before. Oh, they're like, he's looking. Like, I, I know he's transfixed on the fact <laughs> that he's going to get a little bit of Marcy tail, but the reality is, Marcy's looking extremely sexy there. Oh. You don't think so? <laughs> yeah, well, okay, you're looking at Kevin. Well, but, not even that. <laughs> look at that. Marcy, yeah, no, Marcy's looking good. This is why people get into acting, I think. <laughs> <laughs> they want to just get be able to get lucky on screen. Oh, I get to fuck somebody? <laughs> well, here's your rain against a little bit of a light. No, but there's like, a, it's a couple of, it's those type of lights mm-hmm. in part two, and there's a shot. Of a couple of drops hitting it. And I always think it's in this movie at the storm scene. Okay. But it's in the part two storm scene. Because we said, part two is really almost so, a carbon copy Can remake. I ask a question now? Steve Christie's been gone for, I'd say, about ten hours now. No, no I don't think ten hours. I think you're... But it's definitely... But they've been at the beach. Five hours. Oh, they, yeah. They, they were, the cop yeah. came. They were... The snake... Well, then what does he do? And then he's just... We cut back to him. He's just sitting eating pie. <laughs> I know. In the diner with the... With that woman. Sally Jesse Raphael. <laughs> With, no, like, Divine the Drake Queen. <laughs> We're going to get there. We're getting too excited. I know. Strip Monopoly. <laughs> Strip Monopoly. Is that a dead raccoon taxidermy? I never noticed that before on top of the fire. A dead raccoon taxidermy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm stretching here for the anniversary episode looking for new things, damn it. <laughs> but the taxidermy thing is a psycho reference. Yeah. Uh, again, Victor Miller said he didn't know he was ripping it off, which is bullshit. Please. They they knew they're the taking their boring Herman music. Yeah. They're boring liberally, 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 liberally <laughs> from all this. Oh. From Psycho Halloween. Here's the passionate love making with zero thrusting. Well, it's like mini thrust. Mini thrust. I guess that's all you yeah, yeah. can show. Probably. You know, Kevin Bacon has remarkably smooth skin. They're making love. Yes. This is the big scene that we're all pretty uh, shocked at. I can the audience would be very shocked at because they're doing it, and then the camera slowly pans up. Again, it's a really creepy reveal. Oh, I didn't realize that was the bum squeeze there. I, I don't know if that. I think it's his back. No, that's his bum. That was his butt crack. No. Oh. oh, please! I know my butt cracks. Okay, <laughs> I think I think it was. Uh... No, it was her lower. Hand. I think it was back bacon. <laughs> no, it was it was low back bacon. Part of the rump. There's dead dead. And that's so, creepy. It is creepy. So, oh, and that's where I'm like, I I went back and my like, and I, I didn't turn it off. I'm like, Dad, I don't think this is Disney. No, I don't think it's Disney. I, I remember, I remember, I ran out going, Dad, I don't think this is Disney. What do you mean? And then we walked back in, and then Devin Bacon got it, and then that was. And then your dad shut it off. Yeah, and uh, we that was the end of it. That was the end of Grandma's <laughs> Friday the Thirteenth romp. You know what I just noticed though when they panned up to Ned, where there was a giant um, pillow. No, it was a, a duffel bag. 
Oh, or sleeping bag or something? Yeah, something so beside his face. You think, because it was, actually, you're right, because they were on the right side of the of, of the, the bunk, bed. Yeah. and the camera panned up on the left, so I guess that's the explanation of why they didn't see him. It was just a mess of baggage. Look at Kevin, doesn't like over boobs. <laughs> Do you think Mrs. Voorhees is masturbating under the bed here? Oh, this that's whole time? true, that's right, I would be. They're getting busy up there, she's doing the old... <laughs> Well, she's got a couple of arrows. That's true. Oh <laughs> my god! I'm not having kids anymore. <laughs> Nothing else is going up there. Oh god! So why would you? Kevin Bacon puts on his uh, tank top, but he, his underpants are still gone. The tank top is because he said it was getting cold. No, the tank top is so that they can mask the effect later when he gets. I know. It's still a fantastic death. Oh yeah. It's like um, the combination of Don, Tom Savini doing what his work on Dawn of the Dead and then following up with Friday the 13th. Was that that was it. Boom. Mm-hmm. Household name in certain regards. He was pretty good at all this. This is before CGI. Well, you said it was really just a magic trick. Oh, it's yeah. an illusion, right? Here it is. The infamous death. His bacon gets cooked. <laughs> oh, my God. These puns are dreadful. Uh, they are. are. Are they puns even? So he's had sex and smoked dope, and that's pretty much the precursor for you're yeah. done. That's it. That's going to get a bit... He's going to get penetrated. <laughs> now, I... See, there's another one. Here's the blood stripping down. I, I always love that. I want to see... From net, and then the hand yeah. comes up. Oh, here's the uncut version. So the blood shoots up into you his mouth see... here. That's where it cuts. Yeah. And now it's this shot. But that... Oh, and it just keeps going a little bit. Because yeah. he had to blow it out. But did you notice how the skin color looked different? Only you only notice that in this sort of yeah in the uncut version. That's well, the thing. The uncut version because you linger on the shot more. And that's that. There's an attestment. You want we wanted to see more, and now you're seeing more. Yet it takes away from the shock factor. I have of a the different kill. theory about that okay. though. Okay. I think I think it's because this has been washed for Blu-ray, and that's why you can see the different skin colors. Whereas if it was still like uh, in the theater on projector, it would look a lot grainier more you know okay you think it was because they added it back in and yeah okay. yeah and they they enhanced it that death still is fantastic oh yeah that death and the um and the uh, the capitation are the showstoppers oh the any throat slit i that that i love throat slits so that that was a great great setup and then um i enjoy this Marcy's. one's good too yeah, yeah. i enjoy marcy's death i enjoy it, I enjoy it. <laughs> the worst hey. The two cheap deaths in this are Christy and... Brenda. Brenda. So this took what Halloween kind of set up with the old setting up the dead people yeah. afterwards to a whole other level. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and now that you mentioned Halloween, this reminds me of when Annie in Halloween goes out to the laundry room to yeah. do laundry. <laughs> <laughs> so Marcy's acting into the mirror to herself. And I think she's supposed to be Captain Hepburn. Yeah. Hi, Santa Lizzie. Sure. The deaths are pretty evened out now in timing. For whatever you never reason, get bored. No, this one, you, the setup is not even boring. That's what I mean. You never really yeah. get bored. Ollie Ollie and Free. I, I hate that line. I know. I thought it was Ollie Ollie and Oxen Free. Yeah, though. Ollie Ollie Oxen Free. Yeah. I'm trying not to make noise as I'm meeting my Kit Kat bites. Yeah, no, you're making a lot of noise. Oh, and I know it's going to. I can have that out. Stop it. So then they do a good shot here with the shadow of the axe rising behind Marcy's head. Or maybe it's just my imagination. <laughs> and then, of course, she succumbs to death. She just screams. <laughs> yeah. Don't fight or anything, honey. That's a great yeah, effect. It's a great effect. They said they had the impact shot, but it never looked right. They just could never get it to look right. 
They really, I didn't know that. No, they, they they actually put a real axe into a fake head, and they just oh. said it never looked good. I would have done it from the reverse angle then, had it coming to the fake head. That's a very ugly bra Brenda's wearing. Do I matter at all in this podcast? You do anymore? matter. <laughs> yeah. I'm listening. Vaguely. All he cares about is what bras coming on scene the next. I know that they're trying to make Alice Virgil. So as, about, as Alice is about to take off her, her, blouse. her blouse, the door blows open and stops it. Keeps her very virginal in this. And not only is she wearing like, it's like she's wearing like. Something like for the little house. Everybody's wearing stuff in the little house in the prairie in this later. Well, true, but this is a very skimpy. Brenda's pretty, actually. Like what you? I guess that's just a blouse, but it just looks. The sequ- is that sequence? I don't even know what that's that was. That was very popular back then, though. It was you know oh. it was little house in the prairie influence, that whole Victorian eighteen uh, hundreds look. Maybe it explains Brenda's nighty later. <laughs> I think so. My sisters had those nighties. But this movie does cl- kind of click along. Oh, oh here we finally are. the diner. After hey, it looks like hours. they're just shooting a fire hose up over the camera. Oh, down. totally! And like there we are. There we are. Flow. <laughs> it's a drag queen. I'm convinced. I, I think it's Steve Christie <laughs> <laughs> wearing a wig, egg glasses that did the split screen. He's talking to himself. Look, <laughs> it's Steve Christie talking to Steve Christie. It is. It's a Freedom Fifty Five commercial. <laughs> Can you explain to me the reason he was out again? For so long. What was his reason? I forgot. So he didn't have to do any fucking work. All the camp counselors are there now. He's like, they can paint. They can move the tree. They can kill the snake. They can do this, that, and the other thing. I'm going to go get some pie at the bathroom. He's like, the late. What the hell happened here? I peed? No, he's like, it must have been water. Yeah, looks like he spilled water. <laughs> he must, it must have been the laziest boss ever. Oh, oh I love this interaction. Drive uh, careful. Oh they my make God, even it's the my secondary, favorite They scene. make the secondary characters... Likeable too. No, that is my favorite scene of the movie when it comes to like the non-killing scenes. So I guess you're supposed to figure it can't be him now, because they just showed two deaths at the camp, and he's here at the diner. Then it's the drag queen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the drag queen's the one that did it. But no, so I'm like, you're making me laugh now with the hose because oh, like, look <laughs> over it. there, it goes whoosh. It, it's whoosh. like it literally looks like they're just spraying it back and forth. He's got a trailer of wood. Was that what he went out for? Yeah, he went out for They're living, they yeah. live in a forest. Yeah. And they've been chopping down wood left, right, and center. <laughs> I gotta go get some more wood. <laughs> oh, man. Or maybe he just didn't want to be around Alice all day because he, yeah. he felt he couldn't trust himself. But you're right. Now we know there's a new killer. So what is, he's got a trailer of... I'm pretty yeah, sure stuff, it's, but it's stuff. Supplies? Crystal Lake and Tomahawk Lake. There we go. Oh. Remember we said we could do a sequel to Tomahawk Lake, but it's a little too far. But that's a good trivia question, actually. Okay, without giving it away, what lake is an additional 13 miles away from Crystal Lake? <laughs> this is the bar trivia. Yeah. What was the lake beside Crystal Lake? You know what I really want to do, and I think maybe I still will do it, you'll have to contribute to, is I wanted to make a TGIF fan ebook and kind of do this in an ebook form as well. How does that work? You just make an ebook. I don't know how to make an ebook. I, I'll uh, I'll make it. But what does oh, that mean? I love that. So you see how the the twitchy curtain, the curtain, the shower curtains are kind of pulled over. Uh, Brenda looks, it's pulled over, and then she's brushing her teeth. Okay, but get get away from this. What's an ebook like? Like a book, a digital book. So like we're reading it? Yeah. No. Oh, you're such a. F- we're gonna write it so that other people can read it. And what are we writing about? I'm gonna kill you. Oh, <laughs> there's a hand there. I just. I gotta go insane. This is gonna be like Jason goes to hell all over again. 
Oh my I'm god. I'm gonna do these podcasts by myself. Go ahead. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> no, okay. We're gonna, I, I know I'm, what, I know we're gonna write evil. pretty much what we're talking about down in an, a book format. We can you can Yeah, we can do that. Like a dictation? No. We're gonna type it into a computer. Oh my god, you go, boy. I am not gonna do that. I am not gonna be typing my words into a book. You go, boy. God forbid that you actually do some work. No, no. I'm just here as the guest star every time. This is your show. <laughs> oh, you're such an ass. There can only be one. So we read alpha. it. So we read it. Well, we understand. I so an ebook. I just I just read right into the book, and it just like so people would actually read this shit. They, people were. I don't know how this person did this. They they made a trivia book. Oh, and well, they that's charged, fun. But they charge people for it. Like, really? yeah, but it's fans. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not. Oh, okay, I get it. I now. don't want to charge people for it. They, if they want to donate something, fantastic. I just want to do it for free, kind of. I want to charge for it. Oh, okay. I mean, <laughs> we're gonna charge for it. Probably at least. Didn't we just talk about retirement funds? Yeah, three three ninety nine or so. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. If not, if Taylor Swift cost me a dollar nineteen. To download a song or dollar ninety nine, why not? What does Taylor Swift have on us? Yeah, <laughs> talent. talent. <laughs> <laughs> oh look, the cherries run and then they're off. That's right. That so, was a faux pas. That, yeah, that was a good the faux pas uh, the cop pulled up and he had the lights on, and then they did the close up. I guess the lights were too bright in the close up, so it was oh probably over over oh, yeah. for the camera, so they had to turn them off. So. I think at this point we might we were hoping that Brenda might be a possible survivor, but this is before we all know about final girls and shit like that. Yeah, you don't know what's gonna happen at this point. You probably think everybody's gonna get killed off, and Steve Christie might be the the last guy. Yeah, because he's with the cop, and they come back to save the day. And I think that's maybe what that whole setup was. Is like, oh, he, he got stuck. What's gonna happen? Is he gonna get killed? Oh no, a cop picks him up. Oh, they're gonna go back to the camp together. Why the cop drops him off, what, at the entrance? Yeah, oh, he gets called out. He gets that's called out. right, right, yeah. right. I was like, why do we... Instead of bring... You can't drive him right up to the gate? Maybe oh. that's the beauty of this movie. We can watch it a hundred times and always forget the plot twists. Yeah, or the names of the characters. That too. This time we actually got all the most of the names. This time, Marcy, Brenda... It's, but it's Bill Cosby, right? Crosby. No, it's Harry <laughs> Crosby is his name, but it's Ooh. Bill... Ooh, I shouldn't say Bill Cosby. Ugh. Oh, God. That'll be a timeless... Uh, Where would you like me to put this pudding pop? No, no. <laughs> Take off that Cosby sweater. <laughs> Didn't we have a pudding pop? Episode? Yeah. That was like, Jello pudding. You're like, hello, pudding pops. I'm like, no, Jello. Jello. That's right. That's right. Was that part three? I have no clue. <laughs> so you're right. Little House on the Prairie, nighty on Brenda. And she was trying to read by candlelight again. What she, I didn't, she washed her face, yet she has makeup on again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. The magic of television. And this movies. is all set up here. Uh, and again, the payoff. Is rather weak, but once again, um, from this, well, you said you there was a we talked about this, I think, earlier, but yeah. there was actually a failed scene of her getting the arrow through her. They said they never filmed one, they were good, they wanted to film it, it was in the script that she was actually supposed to get like yes. an arrow, yes, which they, makes perfect sense because they set it up right with the archery range there, and then you just hear the scream, and then we see her sort of fly through the window. All be- beatered and battered later. Beaten and battered later. <laughs> Beer battered Beer later. Battered later. <laughs> well, they were having a lot of fun in that set, weren't they? <laughs> this is very creepy, though. I Again, you can't deny Oh, the kid screaming. The Mrs. Yeah. Voorhees kid voice. Over here, help me. Who's Claudette? Claudette's the girl at the beginning. 
The very oh. girl at the beginning. Oh, there, there was rumored to be a deleted scene featuring the murder of Claudette, but that was dismissed. It was only a promotional shot. Yeah, that was the yeah. that was the scene that they actually have the footage and just I saw the footage. It didn't even look really good. Right. So there is footage of it. Apparently, they did not film a archery kill in this. Oh, they did, that, but it was in the script. Or supposedly in the oh, it in, looks, yes, is right. In the script, um, her death was originally supposed to be an arrow hitting her, but despite popular belief, it was never filmed. It probably was a budget thing too. Well, look, you just you can't deny it when those lights go on. Yeah, and she stands right in front of that uh, that target, like you know, yeah, she stands right there. That's where it should have cut. It goes on a little too long, and then you hear the scream here. Oh, I see. You mean yeah, right there before that. I would have loved to have even seen a, a hand pull an arrow back. Yeah, or something. And then a scream. I think that was a, that was a cheap kill. Yeah, oh, definitely. No question. But and again, now, once again, I, I said this before, I think again, Sean Cunningham wasn't just saying, we got to show the most grisly deaths ever. Yeah. They were trying to create some suspense, but they knew that they had these showpiece kills as well. Okay, so I'm going to mention something. This, to me, this next five minutes are the worst five minutes of the film. I understand, like, back in 1980, they're sort of, like, droning up suspense that Alice is the one of the only ones left. We don't even know where Bill is at this point, right? Yeah, and then she says, no, it, Bill Bill does go. They go to see the emergency generator together now. This right. is where he comes back in, and she's like, it's like, whoa, and then they go together. Well, what's the purpose? You're talking make- about when she's going to make tea yeah, later. Yeah, that really stuff. That, that, that one, you're right, after. you're right, you're right. I got those two times mixed up. Well, they were likening this movie. They said they were trying to make it like a roller coaster movie, where it was like there's like this bit of a jolt at the beginning, and you you start doing the ascent, and then it's like down and then up and then down and it just yeah all the I thrills, the up and downs and whatnot, and they were very successful at, at at doing that. I think so. At the time, for a very small movie, they did it quite well, and better than a lot of the big boys because this movie did better than a lot of the ones that they that came out that year, like Dress to Kill. Prom Night, right? Yeah, but Prom Night was not considered highbrow. Dress to Kill was considered the oh, highbrow horror movie. True enough. And I think The Shining came out that year, too. It did in 80 or 81. I thought it came out. Yeah, well, we better check that. I think Shining I'm, was 81. I'm typically right and you're wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. What is going on what here? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's a horrible. Damn it, you're right. On this one. It's the, it's 1980. It and, is. And I don't know if that was before it was a release date. Because we said we, we said Stanley Kubrick ripped this movie off with the Here's Johnny. But they came out pretty much at the same time, I think. I think this was earlier in the year. This was May. And then the Shining was later in the year. That's okay. all. Okay, so yeah. We're now we're left with Alice and Bill. They can't find anybody. They're wondering what's going on. They found a bloody axe. But they haven't suspected anything. Because this time, no one would have think anything was uh, wrong. It's not very good acting by her at this point. Sorry uh, if you're listening to this. Not that you would care, but... <laughs> yeah, May May 1980 it was released. Yeah. Okay. And then... And it's and like you said in a different podcast, uh, movies stayed in the theater, especially if they're Much hits, longer. A lot longer than they do now. Remember E.T. was out for almost a year? And The Shining came out May 23rd. So only a few weeks later. Okay, so really... Really, we made... There's another error in a mission we can add. We said that, jokingly, we weren't being serious about it, but that Stanley Kubrick ripped this movie off and then here's Johnny. <laughs> we were joking about that, but obviously he couldn't have because they came out simultaneously. So the, the here's set. Johnny and the Mrs. Voorhees uh, reveal at the end are just 
coincidence. I always hated that phone cut because that wire doesn't look like you see how it looks like it's been. I don't know. It never looked like it should have connected there. No, it but looks it, like that's that's a, um, a depth perception. Thing. Okay, because if it was inside the thing, it would have. I can't talk. Okay, you yeah, know what I mean? and, yeah. And visually, we're not helping the audience here, but it's when they pan <laughs> to the phone. This is where you thought they. they this is why I was saying they're in the front office later on. When she gets the gun, tries to get the gun later, and you're like saying she was in a barn. It's the same office they're just in where the phone was cut. Yes, that's right. And remember, you I said you said they're in a barn later. I was drunk. Yeah. Look I at the color. It. Look at the colors here. Really good. It's very nicely crisp and fresh. Yeah. So anyway, they, they tan from them talking into the office there, and they show the phone cut. Oh, we see a little cut. bit of romance between these two now too. I never noticed that really. I'm too busy waiting for the next murder, and it stopped raining. It's just stopped. They try to keep. They have the windshield wipers on for continuity sakes, I guess. I guess. Boy, that's a, a set. <laughs> yeah, this is the old bounce the car up, up and down and just run a little light back and forth to make it look like they're driving somewhere. Yeah. So the cops, are, the cop is still driving Steve Crispy, Crispy, <laughs> Steve Christie back to the camp. Okay, so the the police did get called back. So this explains why. So you kind of, I guess they're trying to set up like, okay, the owner and a cop are coming back. They're going to stop this and save the day and see what's going on. But the cop gets called back to deal with something else. And Steve Christie has to get dropped off at the Well, this whole scene front goes of the against camp. the theory that um, he didn't want any authority in the movie at all. Well, I think he wanted authority. like Coming the, later? No, I think the authority's not there. Authority never gets to the camp because he, get he gets called away. Mm. That's what I mean. So okay. uh, that the kids are still isolated at the camp. What was the call for? Did he say? I yeah, we it. talked right over it. Yeah, you know, it like talking. Matter, blah, blah, blah. Here's okay. Let's see. Let's have a good look at this Blu-ray uncut version and see if we can see the face before that light goes up. Oh, I said yeah. I tried it so many times trying to pause this thing to see. So Steve Christie's making his way back for the infamous. Oh, hello, it's you. Oh, what are you doing out in this mess? Yeah. <laughs> no, no way. not even close. There's no way you can see the face now. Maybe. No. Too much glare. That's just done perfectly, eh? Yeah. <laughs> but I can at least that one's not as cheap as Brenda's. No. But That's after having yeah. after having two grizzly murders, well, actually three if you include uh, Annie's, then you all of a sudden had two. Oh, not so grisly ones, which will bring the final one. Yeah, I think maybe that's why. So they went to they went to do two that weren't so brutal, so that Bill's reveal was that much more gruesome, and then the decapitation was that it much the more most gruesome. Yeah. yeah. Having said that, if they just showed an arrow go through Brenda quickly, that I just think the setup of it would have been nice. That's yeah. all. This is the this is the part that I drone on. It's uh, well, he. I think he leaves again. Yeah, and, and then, then I know she's even making coffee making and popcorn and then, or whatever. Yeah. No, you're thinking of Scream, but she's making uh, coffee. Who's making pop? No, but it's another Friday Thirteenth that they make popcorn. Part three. That's it's it. Popping in Chong's head. That's right. See, this is an unnecessarily long scene. Again, you could say that about every movie. You could trim a good ten minutes probably out of any movie. If you really want, especially these movies that are are just entertainment for entertainment's sake. Well, this movie did launch this. I call it the subgenre of camp horror movies. All the one, all the camp horror movies that came after were because of Friday Thirteenth. Well, okay, we we said Black Christmas at the time didn't really get the respect it deserved, and ho most of it went to Halloween, which came out two years later. Yeah, and Halloween was be considered the 
uh, modern, the birth of the modern slasher film, even though most people now will say it's Black Christmas and Halloween bored a lot liberally from that. And Friday the 13th then took it and went more extreme. And you're right. Friday the 13th, I think, really did propel the slasher genre. Halloween was sort of started the started it. Even though there's no blood ever seen in Halloween. Very little. And very Bob, little blood. Bob Clark, who directed Black Christmas, consider it a psychological horror film, not a slasher film. Yeah. He didn't want to be categorized as that. Dude, take your props and be known as the guy who launched it. You probably would now. God, I, if I was in Hollywood, I'd be like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did it. I did it. I'm the granddad of the slasher. Exactly. I came up with Jason's Fight. mask. I did everything. <laughs> not Shelly. Shelly so. claiming he picked it. The actor? Remember he said that? Everybody claimed they picked the damn mask. It's funny how much I look at him and I think of Bing Crosby now. He looks like him. In between supposedly, beatings. Supposedly he shared a lot of stories. Yeah. Supposedly he shared a lot of stories saying that he was a good guy. Who? Dad? Yeah. I guess. But well, I guess it came out later. Yeah, this is filler too. Like, what's he... Nowadays, like, he would have gotten there. He would have poured a little gas. And well, we're all looking at the, the empty doorway behind him yeah. waiting for something to happen. Again... It does dwell suspense, and I, we're talking to an audience now. Like, if you are seeing this for the first time, shame on you. But I bet a lot of people will say this is boring. Oh, absolutely! As a movie, I'm saying I've watched this movie so many times, I still will watch it. I don't find there are there are parts that do go on a little long. Well, but there's a I lot go, of movies that do go on a little long. This is where I go to the washroom or get a new drink. And this is the scene you don't like. Yeah. Where she wakes up from a nightmare screaming, Bill! And then looks and then, around like she's looking for something. <laughs> oh, and then she says, generator. So now Alice is sort of just by herself. But she took a nap, which means she's got energy now. And also means that probably more time's gone by than she realizes. And this is, I guess, Vince's scene that he hates where she's uh, getting her boiling some water for You know tea. why? I think it's her... Uh, suspicious looks that don't make sense to me you had a freaking storm the generator or the lights went out so what it's the axe though i guess that she's still thinking about that and you're almost thinking maybe crazy ralph could be the killer yeah that's probably what they've alluded to this whole way too we we i mean obviously i, I think that goes without saying but we didn't say it so i will say it and because he's nowhere to be found it says he the killer if you haven't seen this before but See, this is what i don't know. this is what i don't like about this scene it's not necessarily it's the fact that she's looking around like, what are you looking for, honey? Make your coffee. I guess it she's just no wondering sense. where Bill is, where everybody is, why it's so eerily quiet. So apparently Bill's on the ceiling, because she keeps looking up. Yeah. She's only doing what the director told her to do. Oh, I know. I just <laughs> I just find it absolutely annoying. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I love this film, but this is the only scene I do not like. Again, this one's often not... If you didn't have this one, we wouldn't be talking, Jason. We wouldn't be talking any of this stuff. So you got to give the credit where credit's due. This film... Is very important. Uh, the sequel is is awesome. Is amazing too. I mean, it, it's this movie just with Jason and faster. Yeah, it's much faster. There's yeah. zero downtime in the second one. Yeah, I'd say it follows the same sort of thing, but it does this the ending part ramps up a bit more. Yeah, that's the true. production value is a lot higher on that one too. But they did cut the shit out of it, and I would love to have seen what yeah. the uncut part was. Yeah, we might have to do like uh, we might have to go back revisit that one. Maybe we'll do that next year or something like that. We'll see. In our second anniversary? Yeah. yeah oh my God, go. that means we're going on for 13 years, kids. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just hope there's a lot more slasher movies. Oh, ah! there's Bill. Oh, okay. Right in the crotch, too. He got a crotch arrow. That's a lot. Slit. That's really good yeah. special effects. Yeah, that's really gory. Now, so how, now did, we how did Betsy Palmer do that? But that's fine. But so, but so now we know she's the only person left alive. Yeah. I think at this point, if you had to put it all together... 
you'd assume it's Crazy Ralph because there's been nobody else introduced absolutely in this movie except for the drag queen, except for Flo <laughs> the waitress, which she was fine. Um, so now, oh, this is the scene that goes on a little too long that I thought her trying to uh, but I herself still, in the I room. enjoy it. I guess I enjoy her panic. Oh my god, I sound like a killer. But no, I just I, I, I enjoy her. I enjoy her panic. I enjoy the panic. So you're right. So at this point, if if you're the audience member, you would I guess just assume it's Crazy Ralph. And then when this the woman comes at the end, you're like Ooh, oh the you're like oh this? thank God she's got help. Because I don't think she's the killer at first, except yeah. the jeep kind of gives it away. Actually, this is what I don't understand. She's tied the door to hold it from being pulled out, but then she's putting stuff. I said this the last time, but I'll say it again. Now she's putting like logs, which would help push it out. And she's now, like, she's leaning stuff against the door to kind of block it. I think she's trying to make a barrier in case they do break the door open. But, honey, there's windows there. I think that's what you should be concerned about. The music is another, yeah. They don't have this good of music in other ones, do they? No. No. And this music, we even said it in the first one. It's a Bernard Herman ripoff. Yes and no. There are definitely that... Man, Freddy. The name we always change in every... But the music itself is fantastic. The more subtle yes. music here is great. But yes, the main theme kind of is a little too reminiscent of Psycho. I remember my dad heard me watching this and he was like, oh, that's a total ripoff. Oh, yeah. And then, But you can't deny that the... Which I don't care if it's kill, 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 ma, 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 or kill, kill, ma, ma, ma. It sounds like... And when we did the teaser, when I did that teaser that I made... Oh, here comes Brenda. Oh, or Tom oh Sa- yeah, Tom Savini as Brenda. Tom to Savini shot through the window, and then Brenda's there, all battered. <laughs> yeah. You're oh, battered. you know what I? Well, you know what I forgot to notice was that. Um, you would have forgot. To no, it was in. It was in uh, something I read. Was that when you see uh, Bill on the door, his eyes actually twitching because yeah. of the the reaction he's having to the makeup. Yeah. Because you said it stung. Mm-hmm. It is when I did that trailer, the teaser trailer. Mm-hmm. The ch- ch- I did ch- ch- ha 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 to do the echo because when I did, it did not sound no. like ch- 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 really is what it sounds like. Exactly, and it's fantastic. Oh, she sees some sort of glimmer of help, she but it is Steve. a jeep. She thinks it's Steve, and she does think it's yeah. Steve. So then, I guess you do know it's she must be the killer because she's driving the jeep. Exactly. So I guess. Really, even though it's some sort of innocent old woman, you know, something's not right. But that's still But a as shock. an audience, yeah. you're probably going, why, though, is it this woman? Because we haven't seen her at all. <laughs> that's my favorite. <laughs> Who are you? Mrs. Voorhees is played by Betsy Palmer. Another actress was going to be uh, Estelle Parsons, better known as Roseanne's mother in the hit show Roseanne with Roseanne Barr. She was going to be the original Mrs. Voorhees. Oh, I know. That's pretty, that's pretty interesting, eh? Yeah. But they got, but but you can't picture anything else now. No, you can't. and she is suitably creepy because she's a horsey woman, you know, and she's only twenty eight years old. <laughs> oh my God. In our, th- if you haven't listened to our third episode, oh my gosh, Vince said, "Oh, she was born in fifty one." I'm like fifty one. She's only twenty. She's not twenty nine in this movie. And he's like, "Oh no, no, she's was born like she started in- acting in fifty one." <laughs> I still, to this day, think that's one of the funniest things we've ever recorded <laughs> in this accident. We don't really script this. We started using notes. <laughs> no, we don't. I know. And if we do think we scripted then this is ridiculous. So young. So firm. So Stuffle so breath. Yeah. I was masturbating under the bed when Marcy and Kevin were making love. <laughs> I know. This is the best. 
Like, her, she her, was... Her body ahead. movements... Yeah. And twitches really add to this. Oh, I think so, too. <laughs> we're making love. We're making love. Today, would be like, they were fucking... It's like, this is a great backstory. Yeah. It's a great way of doing exposition without it feeling... Like, even though it is being forced down her throat, yeah. they've managed to do it in a way that it doesn't feel like it's being... That no, makes it, any it, sense whatsoever. It, 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 she, knows craziness. She, she knows she's the last person to kill, so she can let herself go now. Yeah. That's why she's acting out. And and the craziness seems to just be coming out here. And then, and then the, this yeah. crazy shot... Sorry, Vince. Go no ahead. flashbacks to Jason drowning. They did a great job there. Like that, Tom Savini's idea was to make the boy bald. Yeah, he said his boy. He said he just remembered a kid with a hair lip. You mean a cleft palate? <laughs> From <laughs> hair, uh, something like that. And, yeah. uh, and bald. And then he just that's what he based it on. And it was uh, what a great call. Which is why Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight, Jason taking Manhattan. Yeah, can kiss my ass. Oh, well, it does. It just they with ruined. the hair Jason Don't and then the zombie Jason and then oh, it's just ridiculous. There it is. Don't even try it. Yeah. And they do it in such a great way that it's still Jason's kind of a, like, it's a ghostly image. So he's still a little scary looking there, like as a kid drowning. And Jason was never, ever, ever supposed to be a killer, sequel, come back to life thing. It became something after this movie. And don't, don't get me wrong. In our trailer, I have hair because I use my son as the little <laughs> boy that went in with hair. But that's a remake. <laughs> when, you're, when you're actually a sequel... And you're trying to recapture the image of the first one? You can't Stick just it. change it. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm wrong in my thinking and saying it's okay for the remake. But a remake is a revision. A sequel, I guess they can say it's a revision too. But then he even contradicts himself. There's Annie dead in the oh, car. Oh, yeah. She's Creepy the car. too. You know, and you uh, have him bald and then you have him with hair. It's stupid. I'm sorry. I'm talking about the other one so much. <laughs> Get over it. Yeah. Anyway, so apparently Bets. Oh, oh there's Steve Christie. How did Betsy do that? How did Betsy do yeah, she could string hardly, up Steve she Christie? Yeah. Holding her back she's now. Like, oh, geez, <laughs> that hurts. I'm too old for this shit. Exactly. <laughs> she got raked through the coals by critics because she did this. Because she was a, a famous actress. And uh, some critic even put her address on his thing saying, you better write to this woman and tell her what a fuck up she is. Well, and he got the address wrong. <laughs> but I think on you. If you watch, if you watch the YouTube and you can still find the YouTube. Oh, there it is. The best. Killer and it's the teeth. Crazy. And I like how she disappears to darkness. So then, uh, but though Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert actually posted that. You can see that on their YouTube thing. To write to her. Yeah, to, to complain to her. And to, apparently they, they gave everybody's address on that because they're just uh, they're just saying how vile this movie was at the time. Because they said that it was reveling in the deaths. And you know what? That's Sean why... Cunningham knew what he was doing. Exactly. He was trying to make money and he knew that he had up the ante. It was new. But... There's still something special here, or we wouldn't be sitting here talking about this movie. And some of the ones that, uh, the offshoots of that, like the sequels, I still love and hold special regard, but things like Sleepaway Camp, which is garbage, but <laughs> <laughs> dangling dick garbage. Dangling dick garbage. <laughs> but we still. Too much bush. We still can ha have fun with those movies. Absolutely. And you know what? There's. There's just a lot of slasher movies that are out there, but we won't be touching all of them. Like you just watch Sweet Sixteen. Sweet Sixteen. Melissa. I was just thinking though, we have to talk about if we want to do Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, we're definitely going to tackle that whole series. Here we go. Yeah, and Halloween eventually. But, we have to do Halloween next but year. Nightmare on Elm Street will be something that we do throughout the year in 2015. I still would like <laughs> to do the original Maniac 
Uh, of, oh, I just I saw the new one. I liked it. And the new one's great too. And then yeah. the Prowler, I like to do. I might have to do that by myself because you hated I that movie hate so much. I hate the Prowler. And then uh, we want to do. Uh, I like this. My bloody Valentine. I like the. Oh yeah. The, the oh, <laughs> there's your slap. The slapping, and she really slapped her because she didn't know how to not slap people. Oh, I like the camera slaps and like the camera being Alice there. Yeah. Like they do. They do a couple of cool things. Oh, here. ow, ow! <laughs> that would have hurt. This... The, the Mrs. Vory scream is just so ridiculous. The punch to the stomach there. <laughs> her and then, there. but I love it. Yeah, she her looks... acting's very theatrical. Oh, yeah. She looks like, for, the, yeah. for the bed mattresses yeah. to fall on. It's over the top. You can laugh at it. Again, you I, know think, what, though? I think we are going to be a little bit more forgiving of this because we grew up with this movie. But no, have you ever watched fight scenes back in the early 80s? They're so staged. This is actually oh. looks pretty real compared to some of the fight. Nowadays, it's all CGI and... 10 cameras so it looks very real yeah but back then it was all like choreographed in a certain way that looked fake and this is pretty good i like the backlighting here that you're using like i guess it's supposed to be the the camp lights to yeah. illuminate the scene they, they did a really good job as she just hid and ran back yeah it's very creepy this is the the kitchen scene now where she hides in the pantry right yeah the only pantry ever made with a lock on the inside <laughs> Turn off the lights in there too, so that it's the only place with the lights <laughs> off. <laughs> like I think Brenda's head looks like it's always moving a little. Bit. I know. Was that the camera angle? Uh, the yeah, lens? It's just, it, I've always noticed that. Like it always looks like her head's just kind of like, moves. Well, something it's hard. Have you ever tried to play dead? Oh yeah. Fun. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, in my lustrous acting career. <laughs> yeah. And what's that commercial coming out that you're in? Oh, I have to look up that. But never mind. <laughs> You gotta post that to the site. I don't care. Oh god, you're posting it. Oh yeah. Yeah, the lock on the inside of the pantry. Well, you know, there's some fat kids out there that might want to get in there. Oh, <laughs> uh, you mean they're locking themselves in? <laughs> Imagine get. Oh, this is great. So Alice ducks down, and you just see the doorknob because she thinks start she's moving. Safe. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's fantastic. Because there's no, there's not even a shadow of. Oh, yeah, it's creepy. And then she has a machete. Here's her. Johnny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that is almost the here's Johnny. Yeah. She unlocks the old pantorino. Oh, oh, that's a great hit. I would have tied her up. Well, yeah. Like, but she just kicks her over. Oh, she's got a head trauma. A little bit of, a little bit of blood from the... Now, you know that you go, like, batshit crazy on that killer at this point. You probably hit her over the head a couple more times with the wrong Oh, head. Absolutely. Yeah. I always think of myself in these situations, and what would I do? Would I kill the killer, or do I feel like I would? Would I, would I feel better about it? I don't, nowadays, they do kill the killers. I know that I wouldn't just run out to a canoe <laughs> and and, uh, and pontificate on what what, what happened happen? to me yeah, throughout the night. I think I'd run for the fucking hills. I'd grow, go in that jeep first of all. Yeah, yeah. The lights are on, so the keys must still be in it. I I don't care if dead Annie's in there as a passenger. Oh, that's true. She's she's in there. coming to town. I'll just push her up. Look at this. She's like, oh, what a Pontificate. night. Oh, what a night. <laughs> do, 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 and here's a the little Jersey bit. Boys. Oh, what a night. Here's the Jersey Boys. Here's a little bit of a faux pas, too. If it would have been pouring with rain, that canoe should be filled with water. But then I love this. So she sees the... So she's yeah. just sitting by the water going, oh, this is horrible. Now you see the shadow of Mrs. Lurie's yeah. come up. And then the reflection of the water. Fantastic. Yes. A fantastic, <laughs> a fantastic way to fix... A really ridiculous scene of her just yeah praying by the waterside. <laughs> I love this is the best fight. <laughs> I love it. She tried to stab she her with tries the oar. To, the broken the broken oar. Well, it was sharp. 
This is this is a great fight yeah. scene. The biting of the hand and the pulling of the hair. The head pounding on the sand. Yeah. Well, those teeth Bites, would yeah. hurt. Those choppers. Kill her, mommy. This is my favorite. Ow! People <laughs> laugh at this though. People like laugh at this now, and but you know it's really man on a man. It's like a wrestling match. It's very hard totally. to pull this off. So she does grab the machete, everybody, yes. not the freaking oar. Because I know I've said this before. I argued about it before. You're right beside each other, yeah. Yeah, but she grabs a machete, which makes more sense. And oh, a beautiful yeah. decapitation. Here, and this am. goes a little longer there uh, with the the blood squeezy. Yeah, not much longer, but just a little bit. But you do see more of his hairy hands. Hairy hand, Manfredi. Yeah, <laughs> Manfredi. Manfredi. <laughs> Manfredini. We just love screwing up that name every podcast. But it was, it was Tom Savini. <laughs> no, no, but he, yeah, uh, yeah, I said Harry Manfredini. That's true. Harry Handmanfredini. <laughs> <laughs> it was now, Tasso was the actual guy with the hands. Now she's getting on the canoe, not before when she was yeah. still in love. Well, now she's dead, and now, now we're it's clearly like, fall. Clearly fall. I've been out here for three months <laughs> since the movie started June thirteenth, and, and now it looks like. For you Americans, it was 28 degrees out or something like that, which means it was below zero. How's that possible? Well, I know that they said they wanted to make sure that it was cold. That is probably too cold. That seems a little cold. For that That's actually below zero. It'd be frozen then. Yeah. Yeah. So why are the cops coming though? No one called them. The cops just showed up out of the blue. Oh, didn't What's-His-Face say he was going to come back and see him oh. to help him with the car? Maybe. I think that's what the cops said. So the cops come out there. And notice this girl in the canoe. They haven't seen any dead bodies yet. But maybe they have. You know what I mean? We, okay. for, it's, it's in the, which case, then they're like, hey, honey. <laughs> it is fall, you know. <laughs> we, we got a few questions for you. That, too. This is what we we, tried, I, we talked about this and made this reference the last time. How do they know she's not the killer? She's the only one with her head intact. You're right. They are assuming that she's <laughs> a victim. Or maybe not. Maybe like, get over here, bitch. <laughs> Oh, I just noticed the ripple behind the canoe. No, but watch. You'll see the little... You'll see Jason's little head antenna. Like, he has a little squiggly. Yeah. Hanging out there. Oh, you're you can right. You sort of see it. He's oh, just I waiting. Oh, I totally see it now. Yeah. Ah! But what a scare. Oh, yeah. Great close-up. That was filmed three times. You know what they did? Yeah. That's a... That's a they, they digitally... Or not digitally... They optically went in close yes, on that. So yeah. they filmed it and then they just went closer. But it looks better grainy, yeah. that closeness. It just gives it a freakier look. And then she wakes up from the dream. So did it happen? Was there a boy in the lake? Well, no. It was supposed to be a figment of her imagination. It was. But they went with it. But they went with it. But they that explains the whole... Or doesn't explain the whole where was Jason the whole time. So Yeah. No. And again. Yeah. So you have the two schools of thought. Does part two take place five years after and the boy popped up alive after the mom died in the lake? And, or was he alive the whole time? And was he alive the whole time? And I think they were going with the theory that he was alive the whole time, living off of the land and vegetation in the woods. Which, which we see in part two. Yeah, and which doesn't really make much sense though either because his mom would have been like two kilometers down the road. Right. But Or did she know he was alive and was protected? And that was your always thought. And that's what I said. I'd go with that theory but that he even drowned or supposedly drowned was enough when she when she when Things. he came back to her that he was she just went psycho she thought she lost him but then he, he was alive and well and she was already psycho anyway she right went psycho yeah because she already killed those teenagers so Hollywood listen to the fans this is what you should be writing for a reboot explanations to all this don't you think well if they do too many explanations this is the problem they explain 
everything. Not too much, yeah. The downfall is this never was written to make sense, as we said. Like, this this was a standalone movie. And it was supposed Part to be a Part two was yeah. never supposed to make... They just tried to make... Money off of Something off yeah. of, yeah, this. So there's no boy. The boy in the lake was a figment of her imagination that, thankfully, spawned many a sequel. Well... We really hope you enjoyed. I know we we're not planning on doing this often. We thought this would be a great way to celebrate our first. Yeah, anniversary. we're not going to be rerunning all of them. Don't worry, kids. Uh, maybe part two, and yet this Any time year next from year, now, yeah. yeah, yeah, just but, because of the best ones. Anyway, we we'll be back next month with Black Christmas. Billy, Billy. <laughs> take care. Oh, god.